so I started to uh, sit down and really think about my life going forward. And if basketball wasn't in the picture, what would I be doing? We're going to go out on the field. We're going to score as many goals as we can. We're going to have fun. Oh, Becky, oh, well placed. Sport is so often talked about in terms of what it can add. Sport gives you friends. It gives you life lessons. It gives you an outlet for energy. For Malcolm Lemons, sport ended up doing all those things. It ended up doing so much giving. But the way he was introduced to sport was perhaps more about removal at first, more about taking away an option. I grew up in a single parent household and I moved around a lot as a child and my mom really struggled to raise my brother and I and growing up in the city I mean you can obviously fall victim to a lot of the negative circumstances that surrounded you so I I think originally my mom put us in sports to keep us busy Um, and soccer was actually my first sport then then football then basketball so basketball was the third sport that I played and I think I gravitated towards it more than the other two because it was something that you could do by yourself. Um, and I was very introverted as a kid. I still am. Um, but it was just an escape, and I, I started to grow a passion for it as I got older. And here was something special for that introverted kid. Turning I into we. It's one of the many transformative experiences that comes through playing sports. I think at the time it was really about the camaraderie more than anything else. It was about the brotherhood and the, the relationships that I formed during that time and, and being in the trenches with people who you know are going after, you know, we're all sharing a common goal and that's to, to win a championship at the end of the day. So I think that bond that athletes have and those relationships are invaluable and you see that's really what makes sports so important. Malcolm's love would lead him to the top levels of the game. He played Division One basketball at Niagara University, NAIA at Cal State San Marcos, and two years professionally overseas in Japan. And just looking at the numbers, at those who go on to make it to the level he did, Malcolm is one of not that many. He did something that not a lot of athletes do. But when it came to thinking about the end of basketball during his career and how that transition out of sport might go for him, well, he was really like the average player. So I, like most athletes, didn't really give it, <laughs> give it any thought during uh, the days I was playing. And you look back, you know, your career goes by so fast. And um, day to day, you're really just focused on trying to become a better athlete. So it's, it's really hard to divert your attention to other things that you may be interested in or passionate about. Um, you know, and, and besides that, you know, you have people such as your coaches, um, maybe even your parents who are telling you like, hey, if you want to play at the highest level, if you want to be a division one athlete or even be a pro, you have to put a lot of time into it. And it's very true. Um, But for me, you know, going overseas and having a ton of time on my hands and and, um, just being in that environment kind of opened my eyes. And and even just the instability of, you know, going back and forth from overseas, I started to realize it was something that I didn't want to do for the next several years of my life. And um, I was missing a lot of family events and occasions. So I started to uh, sit down and really think about my life going forward. And if basketball wasn't in the picture, what would I be doing? And that's when you know, I started to write. I started to reflect and started to think about 
um, everything that I had been through. And that kind of started that transition for me, but it, it didn't happen until I became a pro. And, you know, for a lot of athletes, that's almost too late to start preparing for that transition. I definitely relate a lot to Malcolm here, just how he talks of the space he was able to get being overseas. And that really allowed him to think about his purpose and develop non-sport skills. I really think that that's what helped me get to my next chapter now here in journalism school. So like you heard him say, in Japan, he started to write a lot about everything. He wrote about the athlete mindset, anxiety, entrepreneurship, race and sport. And he wrote to young athletes, retiring athletes, athletes who hoped to get into business. He was finding his other passions, what he was good at besides basketball, and started to view these things as ways to ground him and guide him, even if it was later than he would have liked. His work started to gain traction. His articles were featured in the Huffington Post. He landed coverage with media outlets like ABC7. And this was all while he was still playing. Malcolm probably couldn't know just how soon, though, he'd be pivoting completely to these newer interests and skills. Just months after releasing his first book, Lessons from the Game, that day, the day, would come. The day where he'd say goodbye to playing. So, I, I mean, I vividly remember when I told myself I would, I was, I was done. And um, it was, you know, I had published my first book in 2017, in July, I believe, of that year. And um, I started to have other opportunities in media, things of that nature. And um, I was kind of like one foot in the game, one foot out of it. And I had an opportunity to go play in Morocco um, around Christmas time. And I was supposed to leave, I think, maybe three or four days before Christmas. And I had my bags packed, ready to go. Um, the agent that was helping me said, you know, the team wanted wanted me. They were ready for me to come. About a day day or two later, um, I get a message and they, they basically tell me that they don't want me anymore and that they are looking for a big man. And so I, at that point, it was just like, mentally, I was so ready to get back over there. And I had been working so hard to have another job overseas. But the the the, in, the unstable lifestyle was just something that I didn't want to pursue. So it was that at that moment I just told myself I was done, and um, I just put the ball down and, and started to just go all in on business. Putting in the work to grow the other parts of himself during his pro career helped launch Malcolm to his after sport purpose, helping athletes build their personal brands and prepare for life after sports. Anytime I get you know, a message or email or any type of like feedback from an athlete who's told me they've read something I've written or a piece of content that I put out to the world and how it's helped them. Or anytime I can give advice to an athlete who might want to, you know, write a book or start a business or uh, is thinking about transitioning. I think that's what makes it all worth it for me. And it's actually knowing that I'm actually making a difference in, in helping to impact somebody's lives with things that I've been through. And I think that's really why I put out my first book. It was, I was hesitant to do so because I talked about things in that book that I've never told anybody. And so um, I was, I was really skeptical about what the response and the feedback would be, but I thought about how I could be doing an injustice to other athletes if I didn't put my story out into the world. And I think that's the most important 
thing we have to understand is that our stories are really not about us. It's about what our stories can do to help someone else. And that that is really probably the most, the best thing that, you know, I can ask for in, in any of this is, is just getting that feedback and knowing that I'm making a difference, you know, in, in some way, shape or form. Entrepreneur, speaker, writer, businessman Malcolm learned from all the situations and relationships he was exposed to as a basketball player. As I've gotten older and kind of transitioned out of the game, I've started to really understand how many traits and intangibles that you gain as an athlete and how many of, uh, you know, the experiences and the obstacles that you go through as an athlete can be applied to real life circumstances. And so I've been able to really kind of hone in on those intangibles and those traits that I've gained and, and apply them elsewhere and understand that uh, being an athlete has really been kind of the foundation for who I am today. And it's kind of set that 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 mold um, for everything that I stand for and the things that I value and um, just who I am as a person. And, you know, everything from being able to work with other people to my competitive drive to, you know, putting in the work and, and effort and energy into something every single day. So just though that that foundation that has been set for me being an athlete has been, you know, incredibly um, important for my entrepreneurial endeavors and just my business career going forward. This summer, Malcolm released his second book, Impact Beyond the Game. It explores how any athlete can build and maximize their personal brand, setting themselves up for success in whatever they do. So the essence of what a, a brand is, is essentially your reputation. And that has always mattered personally and professionally. And so I think when you kind of break it down in that, in that way, people start to understand that we all have brands. It's just about who's controlling that message. You know, in social media, uh, particularly has overemphasized what our brand is. And so a lot of people just related to like logos, content, or graphics when it's much more than that. It's just, it's simply the way people, it's what people think of you. It's what people, how people see you, what they're, what they're saying about you when you're not in the room. So I think when you think about it in that terms, you understand why your brand is so important um, and why you really have to, in this day and age well, where, you know, you meet somebody and the first thing they do is they probably Google your name. You have to understand that um, the things that you put out into the world and, and how you interact with people matter so much, whether you're an athlete or not. And that's really kind of what I wanted this book to um, show athletes is, is really how to, uh, you know, utilize specific tactics and strategies to grow your brand and how to really take control of that message to create opportunities uh, during your career and then well until the days when you're done playing. And so to me, that's what branding is all about. And uh, I really just wanted this book to impact athletes and, and show them how to maximize their value. We touched on this a bit in the episode with Carlos Diaz Jr. on retired athlete finances. Uh, but the concept of the athlete brand has really evolved in the past few decades as we see all the different spaces athletes now extend their influence to. I think the good thing nowadays is that we have incredible role models and examples of professional athletes who have uh, pursued other business ventures and endeavors during their careers. And it's really kind of set that that foundation for younger athletes to see like, hey, like if LeBron James is, you know, one of the best basketball players to ever play the game, but he's also uh, a media mogul and has these companies and his investments and other things that he's doing, then maybe you know, I, I'm not probably not going to be the best player ever, then I probably have to prepare or at least start to dive into my other interests during my careers if, if this is someone who is at that level and he's doing it. So I think those examples and 
um, just technology and the way social media has presented opportunities for athletes, um, guys and girls are starting to get it. And it, it's been really um, refreshing and inspiring to see, you know, athletes starting to, to better maximize their values and take more of a, of a control of their careers. And part of Malcolm's process of building his personal brand has led him to his most recent business venture. You are the founder and owner of Clarity Watches. How did you get involved in that? That's a good question. A lot of people ask me that. And <laughs> the first thing I say is that when you're, when you're in the house almost 24-7, you know, you're in, you have a mind like mine. You just start to think about ways you can build businesses, brands, and, and start new things. And so it kind of started as that, but I really wanted the impetus of the company to, to have a social component and to give back um, specifically to the African-American community um, with everything that we've seen this year as far as police brutality and just systemic impression, oppression as a whole. And so um, I wanted to combine my passion for watches. I've always loved watches um, and a, a bigger purpose to give back to, to, my, to my community, my culture. And so um, we donate 10% of each watch sale to an organization called Color of Change, and they create initiatives and campaigns that so, uh, combat um, social injustice and systemic oppression. So it was really kind of just combining a purpose and a passion together and really trying to make a difference. And it's actually uh, been doing pretty well and <laughs> taking up a lot of my time. So um, hopefully it's just something that I can grow, and it's kind of like a passion project of mine. So do you have like the, the design, the eye for the design too? Uh, I'm getting there. It's a, it's a learning <laughs> process. It's, it's, it's um, you know, something that I, I've never done before, obviously. Um, but I'm just, you know, trying to build something from the ground up and, and being an entrepreneur that that's what I like to do. And uh, just learning and trying to grow with it, with the brand each and every day. He's found his footing in life after sport and continues to climb. Through his own journey of transition, Malcolm is able to offer a couple important bites of knowledge for athletes coming to terms with the move away from their sports careers. I think the, the two biggest things um, are to start putting your story out there, start putting out content that reflects you know, what you believe in, what you value, and what you like. I think that in turn creates opportunities because people start to see who you are outside the jersey. And so it's like the, if you're working on something you know, you can get lucky just by putting it out into the world because people are going to know that's what you're about. It's like the same type of thing. So I think athletes just telling their stories and expressing themselves outside of their jersey um, can create a lot of opportunities going forward. And then just building relationships, you know, whether that's on campus or um, in any environment, just leading with providing value first and forming genuine relationships and uh, trying to see just where you can help somebody first, I think is really important for athletes when they're trying to transition or just figure out where they're going next. So um, those, that's probably the biggest advice that I can give any athlete thinking about transitioning or just trying to do something, you know, else besides sports with their lives. I think if you were to take a step back and look at the pieces of Malcolm's story, you'd get a sense of a pattern. He has made it a point to be all in on his experiences. He learns from them, and he puts his knowledge out there. He sees what comes from it. It brings him to his next thing. And then he does it again. So where is Malcolm Lemons in the next five years? And then 10 years? That's a great question. Honestly, um, 
I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I, I try to stay in the moment and I'm really just um, the type of person who, you know, I'm very futuristic. I, I, I have ambitious goals. At the same time, I relish in the day-to-day journey of, of trying to build an, an empire, something sustainable and that um, leaves a, a strong legacy behind. So I think in the next five, 10 years, I'm going to be doing what I'm doing now, just starting companies, um, building brands and continuously trying to make a difference in, in the lives of athletes because that's the community that I come from and that is the, the world that gave me so much and, and kind of uh, you know going back to laying that foundation for what I'm able to do today so uh, that's kind of where I see myself and they may they may change um, but just enjoying the process day to day enjoying the process day to day it's not always easy to be appreciative of that process in the moment Sometimes you just absolutely can't. Like when something is taken from you or it feels like you've been beaten down. I guess in those cases, the process to be enjoyed is more after the fact. After you get the call from Morocco about how they don't want you anymore. After you fail at your first business. And the process begins over when you're pushed to find those things about you that have always stuck around. Traits and skills that aren't conditional. They help you heal and grow, and you commit to another pursuit, stronger and more assured than you were before. Thank you to Malcolm Lemons for coming onto the podcast, and thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time. Mm-hmm.